Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. All right, Stephen, so we are back, and we heard some uh, very miraculous stories of how God was so gracious in protecting you in these, you know, which could have been life-ending tragedies. And yet, His grace has been over you. He's He's protecting you. We love this uh, this truth and this idea that God has a plan for us, and He's protecting you from these these big accidents. What, what was the next thing that happened um and in, in, in your testimony yeah. here for this, maybe to acting out this idea of this God's having this plan for you. Yeah, well, uh, you'd think that uh, from that point on, you know, I'm just really on fire for God. But at that point, as I started into my uh, high school years, really, it was really just hills and valleys for me spiritually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you go to a youth camp, you know, you get on fire for God, you know, that lasts for a little while, and then you're you know, you're just like every other kid uh, at the time. You're, you know, telling dirty jokes and, you know, you're not just living for God until you go to another youth camp. So <laughs> I would say during these years, I would be what's called a very lukewarm Christian. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was that way through high school. Uh, most people would, would say, you know, I was a good guy, but uh, I, was, I was very lukewarm. I knew that in my heart. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, finished high school, started my uh, first year in college, and it was during that time that I was I, I was going to the local bars uh, in, in the college town of Milledgeville. That uh, Sandersville, where I grew up, was a dry county, so they didn't have bars. And I was just out of high school, and really just started while I was in high school. I would go to these these clubs with my first cousins who uh, most of them were older than me and were old enough to get in. And so I would, uh, they'd let me try to go in first. And if I got in, then they'd come on in. And if I didn't get in, then, then we'd just go somewhere else and try it. <laughs> and go so, on to the next uh, one. Yeah, exactly. So I was just, just living a, a very lukewarm life. Um, and I justified it in my own mind with these thoughts. You know, I don't drink, which I didn't. I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't have premarital sex, uh, things that that really, truly, by the grace of God, that I didn't participate in. So I justified in my mind. But the bottom line is, I was still just wanting to fit in with everybody. I was still a very lukewarm Christian, mm-hmm. and uh, and so God began to convict me. And so in 1986, I just decided, you know what, I can't keep riding the fence. I need to make up my mind: am I going to live for God or not? And so I. I made a New Year's resolution that year that I wanted to at least spend one year just being on fire for God. And I decided that I wasn't going to tell anybody. This was just going to be between me and God. Because here's my, here was my thought. If I, if I can't carry it out, and if I don't fulfill my end of the deal, then at least nobody knows about it. And I haven't hurt not only my reputation, mm-hmm. but God's reputation. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was going to keep it a secret. But I found out when you when you make a commitment to God, a lot of times God will test you on it because he doesn't want it to be a private thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
my dad, backing up a little bit, he had gone out of the dairy business and had gone into the insurance business. And we moved from Sandersville to Milledgeville. And now, at this point, my dad has an ins- insurance office downtown Milledgeville. And so I'm, I'm in my first year of college. I'm walking to my dad's office downtown. You know, I've already made this New, Year, New Year's resolution. But this man walks up to me on the streets of Milledgeville with a camera and a notepad. And he says, excuse me, I'm, I'm from the newspaper. He says, we're taking a little survey. He said, have you made any New Year's resolutions? And when he asked me, it was one of these times where I knew God was speaking to me, uh-huh. not in an audible voice, but I knew God was saying, if you meant that commitment that you made to me, then you tell him. But if you're ashamed of it, then don't tell him. And immediately I thought of the Bible verse where Jesus said, if any man's ashamed of me before mm-hmm. men, one day I'm going to be ashamed of him before my Father in heaven. And so right. I knew in my heart I, I had to tell him. But I asked the man, I said, let me ask you this. Is this going to be in the paper? He said, well, I, I don't know. Uh, he said, we just kind of pick them randomly. It may or it may not be. Uh-huh. But in my heart, I knew God was saying, it's going to be in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew. He, he was telling you. Yeah. And he said, you know, again, uh, if you mean it, you tell him. But if you don't mean it, if you don't mean it, then don't tell him. And so I told him. He looks at me funny, writes it down, takes my picture and walks off. Well, the newspaper would come out every Thursday. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing. I didn't go to see if it was in the paper. I went to see what it said. (laughs) You know, I I knew it was going to be in the paper. Right. Yeah. Here's what I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be on the front page. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. That year, they, they had this column about New Year's resolutions. It was the only thing. Only thing on the front page was three pictures, and it was three people who had been a part of all these New Year's resolutions that right. they, they took. Well, mine was right in the middle of my picture. Wow. <laughs> on the front page. And you were, what, 18, 19 years old? I was, uh, yeah, I was about 19 yeah. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Oh, Just yeah. 19. Talk yeah. about making making your, your proclamation public. Yes. I don't know yeah. if you can make it more public than that, man. <laughs> and that was the beginning. I mean, that was the turnaround for me for uh, for just understanding that that God was saying, "Look, I need you to be all in, or, mm-hmm. or, or, or make up your mind. You know, you for me or you against me. You, you know, you know which will. I don't want you riding the fence. Right. You know, get on or get off. What you going to do? Kind of, kind of thought. Right. And that was the beginning of no looking back, because in my mind, when I would think about um, being called in the ministry, and Brad, I don't know if you guys had this, but but to me, it was a very boring life. You know, uh, no girls to date. I'll be a goody two shoes. I've got to dress with these strange clothes all the time. You know, wear a suit and tie everywhere you go. And um, but but that was the beginning of God speaking to my heart to say, well, even if it does mean that, follow my calling. You know, mm-hmm. just um, you know, just. Whatever it takes, any cost, follow me. And of course, after I made that decision to be all in, God showed me that it was not anything like what I thought it would be anyhow. It's yeah. a great life. And you know, there are godly girls out there too that that you know, and, and just, you know, wonderful friends. So 
that that was kind of the beginning of knowing that God was was calling me in the ministry because leading up to the New Year's resolution, it wasn't a resolution to surrender to the ministry. It was just a it was a resolution in my own heart to say, I just want to do what it, whatever he wants me to do. I want my yes to be on the table. And it was out of that that God began to slowly give me the understanding that, yes, he was calling me in the ministry. I, I love that. I, I love the, this whole idea of, you know, you in your heart, you're making a secret commitment to the Lord, and, and almost immediately the Lord says, well, I'm going to let me put this secret commitment to the test. I'm going to bring these things that you've put into the closet. I'm going to put it out in front of everybody. Yeah, I like it. That's right. And as you're telling your story, I'm Stephen, I'm hearing this and you're telling it from the mid nineteen eighties perspective, which back then that was the phrase we used, uh, called into the ministry as if mm-hmm. it's a separate thing from being yeah. a follower of Jesus. Now, yeah. as we've matured, we recognize the word actually teaches that every Christian is called into the yeah. ministry. And it's just you were specifically talking about vocational pastoral ministry. Yeah. When, yeah. And that was what we understood in the ministry. Uh it was actually it was just poor language that we used back then. We didn't know any better. Yeah. And um, yeah. I want to add something to that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to tie something from what you just said to what you said in the very beginning. You said everybody thought that your dad was a minister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because of the way he lived and the way that he walked and talked about yeah. the Lord and so talked much. about the Lord. And yeah. they thought that he was a minister and in fact, and I thought about it when you said it, it was like, but he was, he was a minister. He may not have been vocational. He may have been yeah. a make, you know, this been his full-time job, but in yeah. every way, I think the Lord means for us to be ministers of Christ. Your father was. Yes. yes. Yeah. And now you've, yeah. and, you've done the same thing. Yeah. But what you guys are saying, is so good. It's so true. Uh, that today we think of somebody that is a minister and they're the ones that are sold out for Christ. But that should be normal Christianity. That is yes. exactly right. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's a there's a Chinese pastor who wrote a book called The Normal Christian Life. Uh, yeah. His name is Watchman Nee. And that that's really, the normal Christian life is understanding we are all in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Your dad was living the normal Christian life. Sad to say, in America, when we were growing up, that wasn't necessarily the reality because there was so much cultural Christianity. I'm saved. I'm headed to heaven. Yeah. But the serious following of Jesus Christ is up to pastors, missionaries, etc. Now we re- realize, of course, that's untrue. The Bible actually teaches that all believers are to be serious followers of Jesus Christ and to be representing Him and to be talking about Him frequently, etc. So, and we're all in the ministry. Ephesians mm-hmm. chapter four: pastors. What you and I do, Stephen, as vocational pastors of churches, our job is to equip the saints. That is all Lord. Christians. Yeah. For yeah. ministry, mm-hmm. for, for yeah. the ministry. So once yeah. you become a Christian, you're in the ministry. You may not yeah. be a pastor. You may not be a missionary. You may be uh, flipping burgers at McDonald's. You may be uh, uh, a salesperson, an insurance agent, a dairy farmer, right? Uh, a computer guy, uh, whatever. Yeah, but you are a minister of Christ yeah. in those arenas. That's exactly what, whatever right. it is. Yeah, we're all yeah. in the ministry yeah. as believers. Right. Uh, yeah, so I tell young young people today who are struggling with you know what is God's will for their lives? Where where's He taking them? Well, the same is true for everybody in the sense that the first step is uh, just a complete surrender. Put your yes on the table. Yeah, you know God, I'll do whatever, and then and then He'll be, be He'll begin to make it clear 
sometimes it's an immediate, but sometimes it's a process and uh, to show you exactly what he's leading you to do. But all of us with our yes on the table are called to, to mm-hmm. you know, to be ministers. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's yeah. good. Well, Stephen, it's been great. Thank you for sharing your story. I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future. And you can tell more stories because you, you and I have lived long enough. We've, we've walked through life together a lot, and we have a lot of stories we've shared with each other that I think are worth sharing uh, with others as well. So I look forward to uh, inviting you back on sometime, and uh, it's been great. So uh, Rick has, so a, has a question he always asks here at the end of how uh, we can promote anything you so well, well yeah, Steve, well, as Brett half stole my thunder there, I got two <laughs> questions for you. Please tell me you kept that newspaper article. You know what? I, I did for many years, but uh, my mama had it in a box somewhere, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I haven't come across it in a long time, so I'm not sure if it's still around or not. I was, you're telling me that story, and I'm just thinking like, oh, that thing's got to be framed up somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's good yeah. stuff. Um, and the other thing, I just want to end with this, uh, Stephen. This is your opportunity um, to kind of maybe promote or, you know, kind of put out there whatever you'd like just to our, our audience here. So I don't know if you want to share social medias or, or uh, any kind of thing that you'd like to promote. Please, you know, take the last word here in this segment and kind of share whatever you'd like. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, you know, as of right now, just our website, which is mylegacy.com, I'm sorry, .org. Uh, mylegacychurch.org is where our, our church is found. And, uh, you know, if anybody wanted to check out uh, our Facebook from there or uh, like you guys, there's a, a buddy of mine in our church that he and I are praying about starting a, a podcast in in the near future, probably a few months out. But, uh, but uh, that's something that we hope to learn more about how to do. And we love learning from you guys and and uh, so just our website would be the, the thing to, uh, if anybody wanted to check out anything. MyLegacyChurch.org. <laughs> All right, brother. Great to have That's you on great. here. Great being here. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2021.